are now listening to the latest episode of the SP NHL podcast with your host, Cuban. Okay, everybody, uh, welcome to another edition of the uh, SP NHL podcast with uh, the boss man, Godfather SP, S.A. Plisk. What's up, boss man? What's up, Cuban? Nothing much, buddy. Uh, got ourselves our Stanley Cup Finals matchup set. Uh, would venture to say that I had picked one of these two teams to be in this situation. Obviously, the roster ain't what it was with draft day, but I'm still going to take that W as the Vegas Knights are in the West representing. And uh, we have the East, a team that early before the season started, I didn't really think was going to be in this position. But here we are, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, man. Uh, what's your take on our uh, current series right here, boss man? Uh well, we got uh, the top seed in each conference. They uh, they both made it to the finals. Nobody was upset too much other than Toronto this, this playoff. And uh, now we're just left with the the uh, the top two. I mean, the Toronto thing really isn't – I mean, it is quite a, a little bit of a step back. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Pittsburgh still would have won that series, <clears throat> in my opinion. So uh, yes, no. I'm, I mean, these are the teams I expected to see in the finals. I was, I was more speaking to each round in particular. There was only one major upset. I think that that caught me off guard, and they still would have lost to Pittsburgh. I think, but yeah, the two no, teams I, we expected I, to be here are here. Right, right, and and for for all that that transpired in these series. Um, We'll start in the West. Uh, that's your house. Did you see any of the Vegas Arizona series? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. <clears throat> uh, that one was um, that one was pretty grueling. Uh, honestly, I I was a little worried about Vegas for uh, most of the games. Uh, they seemed to be always behind the eight ball. Uh, Arizona was taking it to them early on, almost every game. And uh, they just their clutch. They they held on and came back and, and, and took the series. Yeah, I see. Um, we have here Arizona. Arizona won game one, five to two, which I watched. I saw that, and they were very dominating. Um, and then I switched over to Pittsburgh and Montreal games. But uh, Arizona won game two, four three. Vegas bounced back to five three to finish the night on Tuesday. And then we got into the the Thursday night matchups, boss man, where Arizona took game four, two to one, <clears throat> having a very nice lead, three to one in the series, but then lost game five, three to two, and then lost the next game, two to one, and then lost game seven, three to two. Yeah, they didn't do a good job doing the stats. Unfortunately, I, I like having it where they show the the period progression because these yeah. games were always Arizona dominating for the most part until Vegas came back. Right, and I wanted to see which games those were, but they didn't fill those stats out for period uh, goals. But no, it was they they were good. They were all good games. Um, again. Congratulations, Vegas, for making it this far. Uh, I was I was seriously concerned. 
And, you know, there's part of me rooting for them, too. And, and we'll touch on that later with Pittsburgh. But I think uh, they're, they're my team. They're my team to pick right now. Um, mostly because they got they got some boys on there that uh, I'm rooting for. So, uh, At the end of the day, like, I I mean, I, I picked Vegas from the beginning as being the dark horse after the draft. And obviously, Ben made some great moves and, and got these guys uh, really geared up for the, for the cup run. And here they are. But to me, like I, I quietly wanted Arizona. We both said that this was going to be a, a, a dog eat dog series. And it literally was like, mm-hmm. other than the first game, like the most of the scores were between one or two goals. And I guarantee they were closer than that at any point. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were grueling. They were very grueling games. I mean, uh, Jersey played seven games in net, six and one with an 86 save percentage. And then Chula, you know, four games uh, throughout the playoffs with an 82 save percentage. So it just lets you know right there, like, hey, like Chula may be the guy I lean on, but Jersey's in there too doing his thing. Jersey's doing some work, that's for sure. Uh, we were, I was wondering how he was going to end up playing uh, in that last series, if they were going to bring him out. Doesn't look like it. They kept him back there, and uh, he held them into a lot of games. Yeah, he's he's killing it. You know what I mean? Seven games played, 12 goals allowed, 86 save percentage. Uh, he did play a little bit forward uh, with three games played so far for statistically inputted. You know what I mean? I'm only going off of what, we, what these guys have done, but – uh, all in all, like Fish, Semple, and Buff seem to be the the lead forwards for these guys, followed by uh, Ben and Adam on defense, which you kind of knew that was going to be the, the pairing back there. But goaltending was what we were focused on, Jersey getting up front, but it didn't really matter as they, they kind of leaned on him in net, and, uh, and we've seen what happened. Uh, Vegas pulled out the series. Yeah, they, uh, they really were clutch. Um... You know, listening to their streams, uh, got to give credit to Fisher. I heard him rallying the troops a couple of times, uh, keeping them composed. Uh, it sounded like you couldn't hear the other mics, but you can mm-hmm. see, you, could, you can kind of hear in his voice that they were starting to get a little salty with each other, and he and he reeled them in, and, and uh, I think that paid dividends. No, he's he's definitely good for that. Like you, a lot of people don't give him credit for being the leader that he is, and he really can just like take over the party and just bring guys back in and, and hone them in into what they need to do, especially when he's in net. So. Uh, sorry, did I say Jersey? I meant Fisher. Well, I mean, uh, was it Fisher? Yeah, uh, regardless, yeah, I know Jersey, Jersey has these moments where he can bring guys in too. So I thought you were talking about Jersey and I totally <clears> see <throat> that coming from him, but Fisher, that's a surprise, bro. Yeah. Like, nothing for nothing. He's typically the guy. He's that's usually the, the noise maker. He's usually yeah, the noise maker. Bro. But no, I gotta yeah. give him credit this time around. He was, uh, he was a sound of reason. Hey, listen, credit, credit, credit to Fish for keeping it uh, composed and getting these guys on board. But uh, it, nothing for nothing. Like I know Jersey's definitely one of those dudes that can bring guys in. But if it was Fisher that was the vocal cord, then so be it. Like as long as somebody took that that baton and and brought these guys together, especially against an Arizona team where you got to think like. This, this could have gone either way. Like, mm-hmm. I could have seen either of those teams win it. And to see Vegas come out on top, you know, that was – it was it wasn't a surprise, but it was it was a surprise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, moving over to the east, we had Montreal versus Pitt. Montreal riding on that Toronto upset, going against Pittsburgh, looking to kind of, like, rattle their cages. 
uh, Bossman uh, game one and game two both went to Montreal uh, four to two and two to one. Seemed like their trapping style defense was kind of working for them there. Yeah, it looked like they were um, going to repeat the same thing as the uh, the semis. Yeah, absolutely. And I was watching and I was kind of seeing what they were doing. Um, but like we said, right, the levy was going to break. Yep. <laughs> and it did. So uh, the next four games all went to Pittsburgh. Uh, four to one, five to four, eight to two, three to one. So um, whatever Montreal was doing worked against Toronto may not have worked as well against Pittsburgh after game three, uh, because they pretty much uh, put it on them the rest of the, the rest of the series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they did come out doing the usual, uh, um, you know, running gun type play style and, and there might've been a little trapping. I didn't, I don't think they, they relied as heavily on it this time around. Uh, maybe, maybe that was what, uh, what was the differential in this, but uh, no, Pittsburgh, they start off slow, a little shaky, uh, and uh, I'm not sure when or how it turned around, but they decided, no, we're, we are the best team in this league right now, and we're going we're gonna to make sure we make it to the finals. Yeah, no, they absolutely did, and like I said, and a lot of what I watched, like Pittsburgh controls the puck, man. They control that tempo in the offensive zone. They move the puck well. Um they, they know what they're looking for, and they try to get it in there. And if you don't protect it, it's going to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the first two games that I watched, Montreal was doing a pretty good job of trying to prevent it, even though it was still there for them. But the goaltending was holding up. Like, he was he was making the saves. But then after I seen the lineup, you know, you got to get all these guys to play. Reap had game three and four kind of like filling out those, you know, requirements it seemed like and then at that point it kind of the momentum shifted Pittsburgh kind of picked up what they needed to do and they continued to do it and the goaltending kind of gave up on on Montreal's end and they couldn't find that transition that we had talked about Montreal being so good for Mm -hmm. yeah how did their goaltending hold up let me check here Um, trying to remember what was Regis prior do you remember he was he was in the eighties, I believe, prior to that. Okay, so he has dropped down to seventy eight and a half, uh, roughly. So there must have been some struggle there. Um, I uh, Icy actually is up there, eighty two and a half. He only played two games. He, mean, did, he, but, he, he did, but requirement. He did, but we're you don't generally see that from even if for two games, it's very rare to get. <laughs> Not the Naga, I love the guy, but that's not a uh, standard. Yeah, well, and and here's and here's where it's like that double-edged sword, right? It's like when do you play these guys? When do you get the requirements met? I've always been on the side of getting it done early and just focusing on the momentum and the chemistry with the main line the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would have played the Icy and the Buckley and the and the Sports Geek and the Faux Six game one and gotten it out the way and been like, hey, guys, thanks. Win or lose, doesn't matter. Now I got six games to worry about with playing my main six ice players given availability. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I seen he did the same thing. He played his top guys the first two games, which they won. 
then gives up the second and third games with some lineup changes to kind of meet requirements. And at that point, it's like now the series is tied. Now you're staring at a series that was 2-2 or 3-2, and now you're trying to trying to scramble to get that chemistry back that you kind of had games one and two. Now you're trying to find a games five and six, and it ended up biting them, in my opinion. Yeah, ideally you do want that. You want one game where you can get those uh, requirements out of the way. Uh, and then when the availability is a concern, <clears throat> you end up having to force yourself into, into two weak, weaker games where you're not bringing your, your game seven lineup uh, just to make sure everybody gets in there. And, and that's that can hurt a team. It's always it's almost uh, more important for the team players to, to make sure they're readily available to so that way you can get your game out of the way. I know it's not right. a popular opinion for a lot of people to be thought of as that second line guy, but when you get to the playoffs, that's kind of what your role is, and you gotta have you kind of have the uh, I don't know what the word is, but you gotta have the respect. Swallow, for your team. yeah, you gotta like, be able I to think take it. swallow your pride. Like that's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah, you gotta know where your what your role is. You can't be going in there going, "I deserve you know more games," and if I'm not gonna play this night, I'm gonna play on this night. It's like, no, you don't help your team out, man. If they're not willing to, you know, get you uh, more than one game, then help them out. That's what I say, but right. Well, and let's be and let's and let's put it in a more perspective role, right? You've been a role player the entire season. I mean, look at how many games you played in the season. If you've only played fifteen or sixteen games, mm-hmm. that that pretty much lets you know that in the playoffs, you're only going to play one or two games if yeah. you're lucky. Like, yeah. don't don't look at it. Now, it's different if you played thirty games in the season and now all of a sudden you're going to be playing one game, then you're kind of, I understand there's a gripe, but most guys that when one, they know what their games are in the season and then two get to the playoffs. They're happy to be on the roster and want to contribute. You know what I mean? Like I haven't really seen a lot of chirping in the chat of guys that only played one or two games that were on a team that lost and said, Hey man, what the hell happened? I should have played more. Like, no. Most of the guys that are doing the chirping are the guys that are winning or the guys that had played a lot of games and were on the team that played a lot of games and lost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's other elements, you know, getting traded to a team and then, uh, you know, you, you played for your old team a bunch and now you're on this new team and you're – Absolutely. So in your mind, you're, you, you, you're, you're better than one game. But even then, like, even if you're with the best player in the league, if your team is – thinking for whatever reason that they're better off or, or, or stronger without giving you the extra games. I mean, suck it up. You know, it's, it's right. part, of the, part of the business. So with all that uh, breakdown between what we had seen to get to the cup, now we're staring at, like you said, the, the, the top team in the West and the top team in the East. Um, going against each other here. And uh, before I, I let you break down what you feel might happen uh, during the season, boss man, um, Pittsburgh won the series against these guys three to nothing, only in three games. Um, the first two games were early prior to uh, any real moves done by either roster, uh, three to Pittsburgh, seven, four Pittsburgh. And then the final game played later in the season where most of the trades have already been done. Uh, eight seven was Ooh. the final in that one. So, 
Uh, the gap definitely closed as we got to the end of the season for Vegas to come on Pittsburgh. But yeah, Pittsburgh won the series three to nothing. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we have our statistics now of how things have played out in the playoffs for these guys. Um, I'll, I'm going to give you the floor. Vegas first Pittsburgh. What is your analysis and breakdown? Uh, well, like you said, the teams are significantly different at the end of the season than they are throughout Um Vegas has gotten a big core group together uh, and, and Pittsburgh has, has reinforced their core. They, they are still producing and still dominating like they have been. But like we said, Vegas has been that, that sleeper. They, they're, they're slowly creeping up to be one of the best teams uh, for this season. And I, I think I'm thinking that they may have just got enough momentum now uh, with the depth they have for goaltending, uh, for the defense, uh, while they're fourth forward, they're they're gelling. They're they're working together. They're they're if they're getting games against Pittsburgh that are that tight at the end of the season, it's going to be a good series. I think they're going to be able to go toe to toe. I don't I don't foresee them winning for uh, in the series though. I want them to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a, a little investment in that that team basically with a couple of the boys there I, i'm rooting for them although you know double double coin I, I i'm also rooting for devin because he's been behind the eight ball for a while too so i would love to see him pull one out so it's kind of a, a bittersweet type final here um but uh I'm, I'm rooting for the uh for the x avalanche there so so your breakdown is showing that you feel Vegas has the slight edge right now I'm on, say, on Pittsburgh. No, I'm saying the emotional advantage they have. The the game. I think Pittsburgh's taking this series. There's, there, I, I don't, I don't feel there's enough for it to go the other way. It's okay. I think it's going to be a, a six game series. Okay. Uh, for Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, but everything in me is is rooting for Vegas on this one. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna be that. I'm, I I see it the other way. Like I'll be dead honest, man. I'm I as much as Pittsburgh is is destined to win this cup. Like hands down, from day one that we started playing, I didn't really like. I I interviewed all these guys, and I all them all heard them all say like 14 guys are gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I I knew one or two teams would be there. Obviously, I picked them out. Like I thought Vegas would be there. Arizona, Toronto, Montreal. But then outside of that, like I, I pretty much was like, it's, it's anyone's game. And then Carolina stepped up and then Pittsburgh obviously ran with it. But for me, I, I look at what these guys have accomplished uh, during the season and that's great, but now it's the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Different rosters, different mentality, momentum, chemistry, and statistically, like I like Vegas. I like Vegas a ton. I think that the Fisher and Adam chemistry was simple, totally like just controlling that offensive momentum and carrying it and then having Jersey and Chula, which I feel Jersey is more detrimental, probably up forward, but regardless of whatever position he's playing between forward or goalie, he's like killing it. that. Yes, exactly. Where on the other side, like obviously you just have the staples. You have flyers and DBS and then Hardy <clears throat> and Bartlett and John, and they just been doing their thing. But there's an Achilles heels to this team, right? Goalie. Hmm. And their goalie play hasn't been consistent. 
And I feel that Fisher and Simple and Adam are going to control the puck more and do more and just take it to Pittsburgh the same because they both play the same style. So it isn't even a style thing or a strategy thing, in my opinion. I think it's just man on man, player versus player. I'm putting my my chips right in Vegas. I'm gambling <laughs> in Vegas. <laughs> I'm going with Fisher and Adam and Jersey versus Hardy and John and wheelchair Devin. Like I I'm, I'm taking the great goalie play from Jersey and Chula over Joel and Devin. And I, I think it's going to come down to goalie play and it's going to be Vegas. I think you're right. It's going to go six. I think it's going to be Vegas and six, maybe even five mark my words, maybe even five, depending on availability. But I feel Vegas is going to win this series as much as it's Pittsburgh's cup. I feel, I feel the moves that Ben has made put these guys in a position to take this away from Pittsburgh, and they're going to take it away. <laughs> well, I know two <laughs> things for sure. One is that I'm hoping you're right. <laughs> and the second is I also remember the Cuban kiss of death. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, I know. But, hey, nothing for nothing. The last – the la- this past season, it's been a while since I've done write-ups and, and stuff like that, but – I've I've pretty much been on. Like I haven't been too off on my picks, so I haven't been kidding. My death kiss hasn't been as bad, but uh, yes, Mister Kod is is live and well, but I'm currently uh, not riding that karma, and I and I hope um I hope Vegas pulls it out. I really do. I think they've they've put together a great team here for the playoffs because right we got those two rosters. You got a playoff roster. And I feel you got a, a, a regular season roster and you got that chemistry from the regular season versus that chemistry for the playoffs. And it's, it's put these guys in this position, boss, man. And I feel that looking at everything statistically and watching both these teams play, it's going to come down to goaltending and nothing for nothing. Devin, I fucking love you, bro. But you've, you've been the Achilles heel on that team at moments and you can't be like, this is where you need boss, man. You know, you're a goalie, right? I'm not a goalie. I'm a D guy. I try to protect you as best I can and hope that you trust that I got your backside, right? Your blind side. Mm. But at the end of the day, like, you know, as a goalie, you got to make two or three saves that you normally don't make to win a game. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Well, Devin, good luck, buddy. I'm hoping that, uh, (laughs) I'm hoping that you win a cup, but I'm also cheering up from the boys. So you're kind of you're against the eight ball here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking you're going to win, but I think everybody on this podcast right now is hoping you don't. <laughs> I, I I honestly like I I either team that wins deserves it one thousand percent. Like this isn't one of those where it's like I can't believe this team made it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, man, like just looking at everything playing out and how it worked out, like I'm still with Vegas. I've been with them since day one, and I'm still with them here day day fifty. Like, let's go, Vegas. Yeah, they're due for a cup, right, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Only three of them are going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Well, at the at the end of the day, I'll tell you what won't be quiet is the team, the public chat. I guarantee there's going to be a lot of chirping going on between now and the end of this series. 
You think? Oh, yeah. Well, my friend, of course there is. <laughs> There's already two people who already have their uh, their predetermined messages all laid out. Just have to hit enter. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, so just so everyone knows, uh, the next podcast, the way I'm looking at it, it's going to be the – it's the way these guys are playing, it's going to go into Thursday, obviously. Uh, and whatever happens Thursday night um, – I'll, I'm going to be ready to jump on and uh, take guys from the winning team and and break things down. Boss man, if you're ready, obviously I'll jump you on. And then uh, at that point, I'll, I'll see if Reeps is ready and bring Reeps in. Um, but uh, Thursday night seems to be my last podcast for season 42, given that these guys played out within six. If they go seven and they go into Friday, I will not be back. I'm uh, Cuban's heading out of town. Uh, I won't be back until Monday morning, uh, so there won't be a podcast until uh, sometime Monday night until Tuesday. But uh, the way I feel things are going to go, this is going to be done Thursday, and uh, we'll be having some uh, immediate coverage right after, and I'll be posting it uh, sometime Thursday night or uh, early Friday morning for everyone to uh, hear what's going on. And then obviously when I get back, I'll get with Bossman and, and Reeps, and we'll uh, start talking about season season 43. Can't wait. <laughs> so, uh, boss man, is there anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here, boss? Yeah, keep it civil, boys. <laughs> keep it civil. <laughs> One or two major uh, insults per game, please. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. You and five. Keep it in the really chest. Keep it nice. City. All right. Let's be safe. Nah, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> no, no headshots. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. And as always, uh, boss man, thank you for being with me, man. Um, it's been an amazing season. Uh, it, all the coverage and just the fact that we were able to put these podcasts together and, and somewhat of a consistent basis. I know my, my time schedule has been a little bit crazy, but uh, as always, every time I ask, man, you've been on. Thank you so much. Well, man, I, I tell you every time, I'm so very happy that you're doing this. And, and uh, as long as you're willing to do it, I'll be here to help you. Yeah, no, man, listen, I, I one thing I, I appreciate uh, is obviously everyone that listens to what we put out there. And then two, obviously, I've, I've quietly told you a hundred times, like whatever I have to do for the league, I'm there for. And I feel this is like not I contribute as much as I can. And I feel this is this is definitely something that the guys love. I try to get the guys on. Uh, obviously, everyone chirps me to want to get on. And, <laughs> and I, I swear, guys, listen, it isn't that I, I'm, I'm monopolizing it. I will definitely get you on. Uh, but at the end of the day, I do it for the league. And I do it for you, Pliskin. And, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to continue to put out the coverage that we put out every single week. So um, thank you. Thank you. Good, sir. Love you. Love you too, man. And uh, and everybody, as always, be kind to each other on and off the ice. Good luck to Pittsburgh and Vegas. Let's go Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, obviously, we'll get back together hopefully in a few days. Later. Thank you, everyone, for listening in to the SPNHL podcast. Don't forget to check us on the website, www.d spnhl.com for all the latest sp news and happenings around the league and also click on the link to join our discord to be involved in the community